I, I'm just curious to get to know more about you guys and who you are. And um, so, um, so you guys are service mission leaders over Tempe. Um, how has that experience been thus far? Because it, it, how many months are you guys in? Six, seven? She started in May. So, yeah. Yeah, so May 9th we began. We were set apart by Elder Jay Anderson of the 70. And uh, so I guess that would mean June, July, August, September, October, five months now, almost. It's been wonderful. But as you know, (laughs) uh, can I still call you Elder McCurdy or what do I call you? Okay, as you know... The Stedmans, I, I, the the natural word would be to say we replace the Stedmans, but that is so far from the <laughs> truth, you know, and you know the Stedmans, yeah. and they were absolutely incredible. So it's hard to say we replace the Stedmans, but when they were released, then the Johansson, Elder and Sister Johansson and us, the Lewises, um, we took their area. Yeah. <laughs> but, wow, we, we feel very blessed to have been trained by them and just to know them they were yeah. incredible no they're they're yeah. i i just got a text from sister stevens this morning actually <laughs> oh that's neat <laughs> and she's down in brazil and she was like hey elder mccurdy so i've been talking to one of the uh mental health counselors down here and she really uh needs some help with um the adjusting missionary life is there something we could do together and i was oh. like so she's she's still grinding down oh there. Oh I mean, my she, goodness! She she yes. Up, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and she the was, Pugmires were very good to train. Oh, love the Pugmires. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because they kind of cleared out everybody right then. Didn't they? Yes, yeah. that's correct. They switched the Clarks, and then Stemmons got cleared out, and yes, I think Queen Creek got new people. The whole gate. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah so that's, I forgot about that. And I think Mesa got new people mm-hmm. right around yeah, the same time. Maybe. Yeah. So, a lot of changes. They just wiped but, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it has been, it's been awesome. We've loved yeah. it. Yeah. Thank what's, you. What's kind of been, uh, what's been your favorite parts of it? Maybe that's, that's kind of a hard question. I know I struggle with favorite parts of, like, favorites questions, but. I've loved taking the elder sister out with their parents, and mm. we've taken them out to eat and just really get to know their family vibe, and that's been a real treat, I think. Yes. Um, In fact, uh, I mine was right along, my the thought that came to me right along that uh, vein of thinking, and that is the people getting, you know, getting to know people like the Stedmans, the Johansons, yeah. and the Holgates, you know. Who you, you yeah, and then, yeah, that doesn't even start uh, to talk about you missionaries, you know, that's phenomenal. Yeah. We have just loved that part, yeah, getting yeah. to know each one. See the backgrounds they come from, mm. you know, and yet um, uh, how they dealt, I say and yet, as if they were negative. I don't mean that because, you know, many of them are extremely positive. But there's some with some negative, but they deal with it and they serve. Anyway, yeah. it's it's inspiring to us. Yeah. yeah we've loved it. Yeah. yeah. I know that's one thing I've seen with, like the service mission program, it's well, and maybe that's just missionary missionary work in general. But if if the focus is on the individuals, that's where it makes the big difference. Yes, that's awesome. Because that's, that's right. Because the work's good, you know, all all the service and the work and everything's good. But it's when it starts being about the individuals, that's when it really is impactful. Because that's been that's that's been the thing with SMT. <clears throat> I've had moments, I'll admit, that I was like, oh, man. Yeah. This, what I get myself into. Yeah. It's like the dog you fed when you when it came the stray dog that you just can't get, <laughs> can't get rid of. Keeps it. coming back for dinner. You're like, oh, oh it was so cute. I just couldn't help myself. And now it's, but but then we go to those devotionals and hear the testimonies and hear the, you know the individual missionaries share their stories and their experience and right. you know you know whether it's the transfer missionary that came home early and felt like oh man like. I'm not worthy of this missionary position and then realize they were or yes. you know, whether it's a new missionary that didn't feel like this was a good experience. Move, and then, yeah. yeah. Mm. And, you know, so then you hear about the individuals and then that's when that's that's what that, that's what keeps keeps your feet in the straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great analogy. And can I you know what? In fact, you bring up a point if if it's appropriate oh, yeah. just to uh, read a text from one of the bishops of a ward we went to. Yeah, yeah. And afterwards, um, he texted because he was so touched by our missionaries, yeah. uh, you know, our the service missionaries. And um, I just thought it was phenomenal. I it, 
this the, every bishop is incredible. But um, anyway, let's see if I can find it fast enough. Um, he said, um, okay, I, I guess I had texted him and said, have to say thank you for a wonderful day yesterday. Thank you for letting us all come and participate. Um, let's see. And then anyway, goes on to th- thank him some more. And then he said, I could not agree more. What a sweet experience. So this is from the bishop. Jenny, his wife, and I were holding back tears of joy all two hours because, of course, they uh, are the missionaries speak in sacrament meeting yeah. and then give the second hour presentation. Oh, right, right. Um, and said, we knew we were watching pioneers in a program that will change the world. Wor- words can't even describe the feeling. And um, I, I thought that was powerful. Yeah. And I was grateful for him texting those expressions. No, yeah. No, that's, 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 that's one thing I've heard a lot of with the service mission program is people feeling yes. some, some form of, you know, he puts it in a very good way there. Yes. But some form of and, that and, feeling. You know, and uh, Elder McCurdy, it's been that way. I can't remember one sacrament meeting, one second hour presentation that we've come away feeling like, well, that was a flop, you know. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, I, I, every time, you know, you just feel an overwhelming uh, uh, power of the Spirit. And, exactly. it, and people are being taught, oh, I didn't know about service missions, or now I understand a little more. And uh, they they just come up in droves and say, that was phenomenal. Thank you. And, you know, it's the missionaries that did it. it was yeah. not, we're sitting there, but the, you, you elders and sisters are the ones that have made it happen. Well, the Lord, but the you, know, you know what I we'll mean. We'll give him a little credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put him in there. <laughs> so we've loved it. It's been great. No, yeah, ex- and and that is really it has been it's just the growth you, you can't stop the growth right the ball's been rolling and, and right. now it's just tight, starting to pick up steam when i first joined there was 12 missionaries in the tempe chandler mission because it was oh, combined oh my goodness sakes and i think like 11 of the 12 were what you know in the snap program type group where they had either like really low functioning autism or Down syndrome. Oh, or, I see. Yeah, so like oh. eleven of the twelve were that, and then, and then we had Elder Tendick. So, I'll, so Elder Tendick was there, and I think Elder Parish. Um, I don't know if you guys knew Elder Tendick or Elder Parish. I, I, I know Elder Tendick. Elder I Tendick, know who yeah, he is. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he was before us. Yeah. yeah, and then and then it was me, and so that was that was kind of the program then, and then from. There to now, I mean, it's just yeah. significantly grown yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You know, they've Queen Creek, I think, has forty. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have tons. Yeah, and then I think I don't even think when I first came in, I think they, I don't even think the program had gone globally yet. Wow. I think I think we had. It was still like, I think they announced like eight months after I joined that they were going to spread. Mm. They were now, it was a global initiative program and they were opening up like the Philippines and Africa. Oh, and wow. and now I think it's everywhere. I don't think they've, I think wow. they've now opened up missions across the world. Our, uh, my brother and his wife uh, a year ago were called up in Oregon. Yeah. And uh, well, they're just across the Columbia in Washington. Mm-hmm. And um, so they kind of preceded us. And so we were so excited when we were called knowing that they had been called and yeah. doing the same thing. And uh, they say the same thing, how wonderful it is. Yeah, yeah. it was funny. I think they were some of the first people to send missionaries through S&T. Oh, Because, really? yeah, because oh. we, we had an elder Henderson who worked in S&T. He had, like, you know, no function of his legs, basically. I see. And, uh, and that was, he was from their mission. And so... So then, yeah, when I found out you guys were related, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> in fact, I forgot because that's how, when he heard we were called and that we were, um, again, quote, unquote, replacing the Stedmans, mm-hmm. you know, he he just went ballistic. He says, oh, my gosh, do you realize you're in the premier, the prime mission <laughs> of the whole world? He says, they are known everywhere. Well, of course, a lot had to do with the SMT and you, you know, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, he had great respect and, and love for... All of you here, Stedman, mm-hmm. but you, Elder McCurdy, you know, because of what you do that it had affected them up there right. for good. Yeah. So that's cool. No, that's super cool. Yeah, he's, yeah. 
I've never met him face to face, but he's amazing. He's, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he's Christmas. wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Years ago, and this is way beside, but they lived in Arizona at one time. And uh, back in the 80s and 90s, he had um, a newspaper mm. that was not, um, not uh, what do I want to say, run by the church at all. But it was all about the church. It was called the Latter-day Sentinel. Oh. And uh, I, I thought it was a great paper. It was wonderful. Here in yeah. Arizona. So yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, he's very talented. That's so cool. And did did he? How, what's the age gap between you and? and yeah, but I want to say eight years. Uh, so I think he was. Hope oh, Chrisman, if you ever hear this, I think you're born in '47 <laughs> or '48, and I was born in '55. So okay. seven or eight years. Seven eight years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit of an age gap, but not yes, not terribly. Oh, large. He, he's a wonderful big brother. Yeah, he <laughs> watches over us. So you lived in, you guys lived in Ajo? Yes. Ajo, and is that, that's in Arizona? It is. Okay. Yeah, okay. you're good to even know the name, Ajo. I, you know, I, wow. I, try to, I try to fall along. <laughs> that was but, awesome. But we what? started out in Provo. I finished uh, my bachelor's degree up in BYU. Yeah. Had our first baby, moved down to Phoenix, so that was there for a couple years. Yeah, I finished my and degree at ASU. dad offered him. The business in Ajo, so yeah. that's what brought us so down. What, so what was I, the business in Ajo? Yeah, so I was born in yeah. Ajo, and then um, uh, it, my father, and maybe I don't, I'm giving too much, but he he loved the Lord, he wanted to serve the Lord, he had a great desire to, to have his own business to where he could... Um, uh, what do I want to say, manipulate his time yeah. that if the Lord would have him in a leadership position, he could get off to go to a funeral or to go to a mm. wedding or, you know, whatever. And so that was his desire. And um, he and my mother uh, purchased uh, what was called the Desert Dairy. And there wasn't a cow, but uh, <laughs> it, it dis- they distributed uh, dairy products. And, uh, wait, wait, so how, wait, how did that work? Did they, so they didn't have any, like, livestock, but correct. they... Correct. So they had yeah. uh, some trucks that would, co- or a, a truck oh. that would come to Phoenix and pick up from Shamrock Dairy. Oh, um, okay. Or Borden's Dairy at one time. There was a Borden's, um, or Arden's Dairy. There were different dairies at the time, but Shamrock kind of was so the one that... The big you know, boy. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so they'd take that down to Ajo, and they distributed Ajo and out on the Indian Reservation between Ajo and okay. Tucson. And um, supported having 12 children with that business. Um, And I was the beginning of the last half. I was number seven. And (laughs) we did move from Ajo to Phoenix. My dad was in other businesses also. So he kept the business in Ajo. But we moved to Phoenix. And that was a great blessing because I went to Phoenix West High School. And that's where my wife was. (laughs) And so we were in school. We were high school sweethearts. Um, and, uh, I went to BYU and then I went on my mission and she went to BYU. And, uh, when I got back, we got married, we engaged four days after I got back off my mission from (laughs) South Dakota, Rapid City mission. And, uh, of course we had dated before, so we did know each other and then, uh, went to a semester at BYU together. Mm -hmm. And then we came home, got married in the Mesa temple and um, after I graduated from ASU, then we moved to Ajo, where I purchased my dad's business from him. Mm. And um, he told me, he said, this business is dedicated to building the kingdom of God. Mm. Are, you, are you willing to do that? And uh, I said, yes, we are. And so um, we moved down there and raised nine children. And um, uh, we, let's see, last November, so almost a year ago, um, we reti- I retired, which was miraculous in and of itself to to retire because I wouldn't have guessed that you know just a couple years before that I would have the means to be able to do that. Ever retire? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and then to go on a mission, you know, we and we know Elder McCurdy, that was miraculous in and of itself. We see wonderful couples extremely capable, much more than us, and yet they're not on missions. And it's not to say they're not righteous. They are. How how did it happen for us? All I know is we prayed, and we begged the Lord for many years, please somehow, some way, provide a way that we can go on a mission. Because financially, it looked bleak. You yeah. know, we wouldn't, shouldn't be able to do it. But um, the Lord opened doors one after the other, 
November 24th was my last truck delivery. Because it came down the last four and a half years, I did all the driving, and I had a mechanic who was like a brother to me, not a member of the church, but he, uh, wow, I know the Lord provided him for me. Incredible man. And he was so loyal. He could go get a job paid three times more for, than what I would. I paid him. He says, "I'm I'm with you till the end." And wow. he he held to that. And I call him up two o'clock in the morning. You know, Alan, I'm so sorry. Truck's not starting. Can you help me? You know, and he I'll be there. And he comes down. I, I, how wow. many times did I do that? You know. So he was just wonderful. Well, so for four and a half years, I didn't have any other truck drivers, and um, the Lord blessed us that I didn't have any sickness. Um, I I never missed a truck run in those four and a half years. I had been released as stake president. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, when I was stake president, mir- miraculously, we had, um, <clears throat> there was a mining company. Ajo is a mining town, a yeah. copper mine. But the mine had shut down back in the mid-80s, shortly after we purchased the business. And so, you know, the business just dropped drastically. But the Lord kept us afloat. And um, so we got a couple of flatbed trailers, and we hauled some of the black slag that came out of the copper mine. They would crush it, and we brought it up to Phoenix, and we'd take it all over Arizona, but mostly in Phoenix uh, area. But miraculously, when I was called a stake president, 2007, I started getting truck runs to the East Valley. (laughs) <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, that took me through Maricopa. Well, that's where our stake center was. So I would go through, I, I would be able to go take my truckloads and either go to meetings on the way yeah. or deliver and go to meetings on the way home. Yeah. And um, to 2000, and I was released 2016, but 2015, that company uh, closed. And so for almost the full duration of me being stake president, I had truck runs to the East Valley. I mean, the Lord just, you know, all expenses paid trip to my church meeting. Right. <laughs> Except right. on the Sabbath, of course. Right. <laughs> but it, I, there's just one miracle after the other after the other. We just oh. are so grateful to our Heavenly Father. We know that he provided for us. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what, what caused, um, what, what opened the channel for you to be able to retire and then, you know, be able to do a mission. Yeah. Because it sounds like that was pretty, you it know, was out of the blue, miraculous, yep. kind of came. Yeah, it was. So, um, one, we we did turn 65, and at 66, I could um, I could retire and get Social Security. Right. But that wasn't enough to live on. Right. Um, but two years before that, a year and a half before that, our son-in-law, who is now our, well, he's not our bishop because we don't live in Ajo, but he's the bishop there now. He had his own business, and he came to us and he said, you know, would you, uh, he says, I'm hurting cash flow. Hmm. And he said, would you be willing to, well, basically we had to get a loan. We owned our home. We yeah. just had to get a loan on the home and invested in his. And, uh, you know, I I don't know if I'm telling too much detail, but he, he pays us so much every month because oh, of that, God. and it it never runs out, so oh, to wow. speak. You know, I mean, it was my our accountant who stake, was stake president Buckeye. One time he said, "What a sweet deal," <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what happened miraculously. And so we are very very grateful to him, um, and he he doesn't regret or resent, and he's very happy. He and our daughter. They're so good. To, so combined with our Social Security, it's provided a way where we can be on a mission and retire. Wow. Yeah. That's it's, awesome. Yeah, I, it is. It's amazing. And it's all because Heavenly Father, His tender mercies. You know? Right. So. And did he, so did you end up selling the business to someone oh, else? Did you? Did we you, just closed it down. Closed it down. It, we feel that it had fu- fulfilled the measure of its creation. Sure. That, it supported 12 kids. It supported nine kids. It had a lot of employees over the years and helped support their families. But it was done. Yeah. And it was ready. And so it, we, I did toy with the idea of selling the business. But it never felt right. It didn't look right. And we just said, it's done. And so we closed it. And my mechanic, who now works for somebody else, 
he says, this is, un- he's not a member of the church, but, but he's so good that when he could see I was stressed and stuff, he'd say, why don't you go to the temple? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knew. <laughs> yeah, he knew that would help me. So he was, he, like I say, he's like a brother. I've invited him many times to, to listen to the discussion. But anyway, he, um, uh, I, where was I going with that? I forgot. How we got to, well, Buddy and Julianne, the one that's the bishop down there now, yes. he, we offered to them, you know, because they had expressed interest yes. in buying the home and the properties. <clears throat> and so he said, um, we asked him, are you still interested in buying the home and the properties? And he said, yes. Yeah. And so then yeah. that all worked out where he bought the home, the property. We have two other properties, another one that's going into be a, uh, not a bed and bre- yeah, BRBO. Yeah. And then the property of the dairy business, so. So he bought all the property. Mm. Uh, the business itself was shut down. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So that was, and Shamrock well, Dairy just took over the roads. Too. Yeah. Oh, it was a blessing. So we were able to get out of there with no debt. That's and um, we, yeah, we just feel very, very blessed. Wow. Uh, and they and they made the deal with us that uh, we tried to give them a good deal on it, but we said so. The other house on the other side of the business, which was a little shack, they have remodeled it, but they oh, wow. said, when you're done with your mission, you can come and live in that house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we just feel I, unbelievably blessed. We <laughs> bought a trailer we really love right now. A RV, yeah, yeah. yeah. RV. So we live behind another daughter and son-in-law in Tempe because oh, wow. Elder Anderson, when he extended the call to us, he said, um, Ajo is in your area because it goes all the way to Yuma, right. the Tempe mission, service mission, all the way to Yuma. He says, Ajo is in your area, but you cannot do this from Ajo. <laughs> and so we said, okay. We said, we're, we're going to sell our property and we'll move up to Tempe. We bought this RV and... We're really happy. Yeah, we we living in a little RV. I, I tease that you can reach everything in the RV from the toilet. You know? <laughs> what more could you want? Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Maybe you want to edit that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's cool. That's 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 golden right there. For the, for the, um, no, but that's so. Living in Ajo, I've never been to Ajo. But what's did you do? Did you like living in Ajo? Was it? You know, what was it? It had its pros and cons. When our kids were teenagers, it was hard because, you know, they're at the dating time and there weren't very members of the church. And so um, that was a hard time. And at one point we almost left Ajo because I said, we've got to have our kids in a place where they have more uh, LDS. And um, so anyway, we looked and looked and almost bought a home and it just didn't feel right. So... The daughter that was going through some hard times, we finally said, well, why doesn't she just go to, you know, get her GED and go to a um, junior college or something up in yeah. Mesa? So that's what happened. And, um, yeah, we just decided yeah. to stay. I mean, it, it was hard. I homeschooled some of the time um, till they were eight years old, and then they'd go in to school for a few years, and if they were you know, having trouble or whatever, we would pull them out home. Yeah. And but the positives <laughs> were that uh, our children, as they go to school, you know, in Ajo, it's, it's a mining community. The mine's been shut down. Um, the school has diminished immensely. Right. And so they're begging you to be on the football team and the basketball <laughs> team and the football or the baseball team right. and uh, and you're in all the plays and you're in, in a national honor society so they have the opportunity you, and my son one time who wanted to get more serious about sports he said dad can't we move to maricopa cuz that was in our stake and mm-hmm. and i said you know what son i said we we could but i said you're wanting to go for this reason for sports you might make one of the teams, you know. And, <laughs> right. and, and he was serious about it. And he was a good athlete. Yeah. But, you know, they become so specialized and so good mm-hmm. that you might make one of the teams yeah. and you just focus on that sport. Right. I said, here, you get to play every sport. And you're not only, you not only get to play, you're the star. Right. You know, and I said, <laughs> and that... That means a lot, you know, yeah. whereas sitting on the bench maybe in Maricopa or somewhere, right. you know, is 
different story. So they got to be involved, and uh, I think that helped make them a little more well-rounded. Yeah. Uh, it was the dating situation was a little tough, as you, as uh, Sister Louis said, but. Uh, there's, um, there's nothing like a long drive to get to know your. Yeah, that's you know right. <laughs> yeah, and they, he, you know, they did go to the um, uh, Mormon proms. They right. called them, you know, that mm-hmm. that the stake would uh, sponsor. Um, but but the main thing, you didn't feel like you were supposed to leave the job. Yeah, right. You weren't supposed. Yeah, to. we felt like we were supposed to stay there, um, yeah. and that was kind of borne out. My father. Um, had said that he wanted to go where he was really needed in the church. And um, so the Lord blessed him with a job in Ajo where there was no branch of the church in 1937 when he got there. And so he was allowed and blessed to be able to um, serve in the church and build it to a little Sunday school and then a dependent branch and an independent branch and then a ward. And um, so my mom and dad just gave their lives to to building the kingdom there. And uh, we found it a great blessing to us, too, because we were needed. You know, we saw over and over wonderful saints in Ajo that would come there for work purposes, and they would serve in the ward. They were active, and they were, oh, wow, talented. You know, you say, wow, you know, can't believe the talent of these people, you know, wonderful. And then they'll move to a place where the church is big, and you, next thing you know, they're less active. And you say, right. wow, you know, how are they less active? Well, they just weren't needed, you mm-hmm. know. You know what I mean yeah. by not needed. They would be used if they would get involved. But, you know, it's easy to lay back and let somebody yeah, else it do it. Yeah. Whereas Ajo, you know, you need everybody. Right. So <laughs> it, it was a blessing to be yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like, you know, your your parents played a big effect on kind of how – kind of the direction your life went. So what, yeah. you know, what was that example? What did that example mean to you? Because it sounds like it really impacted you significantly in, in the direction you guys took as a, Do you, you have know. time? Because he has got oh. a great story. Yes, please. I'd love oh. to. You should tell Grandma Esther's and then go into your dad. So, um, yeah, I guess you can edit, right? Yeah, I mean, if it's too long. No, please. Uh, so Come my, well, longer. that's kind of you. <laughs> very kind of you. Elder Smith's got nowhere to go. <laughs> He's standing. He might want to share. Yeah. <laughs> it goes quick. That's what I know. It's like, yeah. we, you know, just the yeah. conversation. Yeah, no, it, this is and, great. And we're not offended. Please, yeah. if you feel like, oh, hey, yeah, we need to cut it off. Yeah, I'll just be like, hey. Yeah, please tell us. I am serious. <laughs> or you can yeah. edit. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, we're we're easy. Um, so my grandmother um, Esther Lewis was a polygamist. Oh, she really? was the second wife, and she lived in the colonies. And uh, then, but she had when she came to the United States, she still had to stay separate from my grandpa um, because it was against the law. And if they got picked up, could be thrown in jail. Um, but um, how it was, was it so was legitimate? Where did it, where how, was how he? did they become a polygamist? Yeah, yeah. Mary, you know what? And I wish I knew the story better. And I do have it in writing, uh, but I, I apologize. I don't know it well enough to explain to you because it actually was after the. Um, uh, what do they call it? Manifesto. Manifesto. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, but it was they were married by an apostle who said this is authorized and it's legal. Oh, wow. And uh, consequently, um, I have, yeah, I'm from a polygamous polygamous grandmother, (laughs) but she had um, five children. Well, she had had three. She was pregnant with her fourth. She goes to a sacrament meeting in the Gila Valley, Thatcher, Arizona, Mm. and um, uh, while she was there, an elder Orville L. Pierce, who I've never met, um, well, I don't remember meeting him, but he was a return missionary, and he was giving his homecoming talk. And his talk was so filled with the Spirit, so powerful, that she walked home from that sacrament meeting and said, Heavenly Father, if it be thy will and if it be be possible, um, wouldst thou please make this child that is in me a man-child, as Hannah prayed in the Old Testament. And I will dedicate him to thee. And he will serve a full-time mission and he will serve the whole uh, rest of his life. Well, 
she did have a boy child, and that was my father. And uh, she did have a fifth child, but four out of the five all died. She only had that one, my father, that lived. And her patriarchal blessing said that her posterity would be as a cluster of grapes. Well, a cluster of grapes... That's, you know, a pretty good chunk. And she had one out of her five that lived. And she said, how could this be? I only had children so they could die. You know, that was her feeling. (laughs) And she said, you know, how could it be? But um, that one son, she did dedicate him to the Lord. And she taught him the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he did go on a mission. And he was called to the Southern States Mission, Mississippi and that area, Florida and that area. Well, the mission president was... LeGrand Richards, and LeGrand Richards is um, uh, arguably the great, or one of the greatest missionaries in this dispensation. Yeah. Incredible missionary. He wrote marvelous work in a wonder. When I went on my mission, that was required reading. Yeah. Um, and uh, he later became the presiding bishop of the church and an apostle. Um, and so he had that fire of missionary work, and he lit that in my father. Yeah. And so when my father came home from his mission, he says, I want to go where I can serve the Lord. And so he pled with the Lord to help him find a job. Well, the Lord sent him to Ajo, Arizona, where there was no um, no church established. And as I already mentioned, you know, so he helped the uh, branch to grow. Well, eventually the branch was outgrowing the little house that they lived in. In fact, amazingly enough, several of the branch members lived on that same little road, residential road, where the house that the church had purchased, where they met for sacrament meeting. And so when they had classes, Sunday school, primary class, they would go to these other houses across (laughs) the street in members' homes. So that's how they were able to you know, do their primary and Sunday schools like that because the members open up their home for these classes. But they they outgrew it. And so they pled with the Lord. And my father, as branch president, said, brothers and sisters, let's fast and let's pray that we can uh, find a spot where we can uh, purchase uh, land. And um, the... Um, Uh, Phelps Dodge was the mining company. Phelps Dodge owned most of the land. And so the... um, the, uh, My father went to Phelps Dodge and said, you know, is there any way you would sell property to us? And they laughed and said, you know, we're not in the business to sell property. We're in the business to buy property. We want to expand the mine eventually. And he said, and besides, if we sold to you, we would have to sell to every other church in town too. And the very property that that my father and the branch wanted was there was a big revival tent of the Baptist church on it. And so that kind of accentuated, made things even worse. And so um, um, he he told him no. Well, my father goes back to the branch members and says, you know, we need to fast and pray some more. And so they did. And then one day, a knock on the door, a big limousine drives up and a man gets out, knocks on the door and, or comes into the business. I, maybe the details aren't quite exact, but uh, along this line. And um, it was one of the higher, higher ups of Phelps Dodge, the mining corporation, copper mining. And he said, Mr. Lewis, I understand that you and your church are interested in buying property um, to build a church. And my father said, yes, we are. And he says, where's the property that you're interested? Well, the business, this dairy that he had bought, was very close at the time. It was later moved, but um, anyway, very close. And he pointed over to where it was. And the man said, how much are you willing to pay for that? And he said, we'll pay fair market value. And um, this um, man said, we will sell it to you. And, um, of course, my father was... knew that it was the Lord that made it happen. But then this man goes on to say, said, you can thank a man named Spencer W. Kimball, Spencer Kimball, for this. Because this was shortly after the World War II. And he said, during World War II in eastern Arizona, when we were trying to keep our mine running over in in Marinci, uh, which is eastern Arizona on the New Mexico border, he said many of our laborers were called to go to war. 
and we had no um, um, skilled manpower. We needed skilled manpower to keep the mine going so then we could provide copper to help with the war. And um, so he said, Phelps, we as Phelps Dodge went to Spencer Kimball, who was stake president at the time, and said, can you ask some of your members to help us. So President Kimball, as stake president, goes to the stake members and says, we need help. Please, will you go work in the mine? They were farmers. They didn't want to go work in the mine, and they had their own farms (laughs) to do. But they obeyed their stake president, and they did go work in the mine, and they kept that mine running. And so my father says, I know that when we fasted, it sparked the, the spirit enlightened their minds and that they remembered what had happened and felt a desire to repay, so to speak. And so the, um, do you, and do you need to get there? Are you um, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, weren't, if you need to go ahead. Yeah. Finish, finish your story okay. and then I'll, then I'll take that. Okay. So anyway, um, that was, that was the end of that portion. Um, and so then the concern was, okay, so we built a church there and the Baptists become very unhappy with us because we now have the property that they didn't get and would like. And so my, my uh, father and mother and the branch pled with the Lord that there would be no um, hard, feelings. hard feelings. Thank you. Hard feelings. And um, one day the Baptist minister came to pay his bill at the business. And um, as he backed up, he inadvertently, total mistake, I mean, he didn't mean to, but he uh, hit uh, my 18-month-old sister. Now, I wasn't born yet, but she was the second child. And uh, so he hit her uh, and killed her. And um, at the funeral... Um, there was such an outpouring of love, and my father said, has told me that he and my mom pled with the Lord, said, please bless us that we will not be bitter in any way, but that we will have feelings of love towards these people. Well, there was a wonderful outpouring of love from the whole community, but especially the Baptist church. And as they came to the funeral, and my father sat on the stand, um, he said that the Spirit bore witness to him that this was the sacrifice required, that there would be no bitter feelings in the community. Wow. And so it um, that's the type of attitude and spirit that they had to want to build the kingdom of God. And um, that spirit has prevailed. We've been blessed by that same spirit. Now, those people have all died now, and they're not Naho. But we still know that our family, uh, Sister Lewis and I, our family still were blessed because of the sacrifices of our mother and father. <laughs> and um, the the miracles go on and on and on. The stories, it's unbelievable. The Lord has been so kind and so good to my mom and dad, to us, and now to our daughter and son-in-law living there. You know, he he uh, promises he'll bless us. You know, Nephi says that uh, I, I'm trying to think of the scripture in First Nephi chapter 1, verse 20. I, Nephi, will show unto you that the tender mercies of the Lord are over all those whom he hath chosen because of their faith to make them mighty, even unto the power of deliverance. And he has delivered us over and over. And in our case, you know, we struggled a lot financially. He delivered us financially, miraculously. You know, we saw times when our truck should have, you know... I remember a time going on two or three truck runs in Phoenix, and then I went up to Snowflake, uh, Arizona, and then all the way back, and um, then I, I remember just crashing. I was exhausted, and I got up the next morning, and my mechanic, this wonderful man that was like a brother, he had the hood up, and he was out there, and I said, oh, you just checked the truck. He says, your truck won't start. And I said, no kidding? He says, it won't start. Well, he knew the problem. He was able to resolve the problem. But I said, 
I know the Lord's hand because how many truck runs did I make? How many times did I turn that truck on and off and on and off? And you know, and yet the Lord made it so that it happened right in front of our house. You know, <laughs> that it was it's too much coincidence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we've seen, and there have been times we broke down. One time we broke down on the freeway I ten out by Dysart Road. What's just on this side of Dysart? Anyway, there's a um, uh, road, and I had all of a sudden the truck just stalled on the freeway. I was going 65 miles an hour coming into Phoenix. And it, and so now I'm just coasting and the engine's off and I'm saying, what's going on here? You know, and I, I try to turn it on, won't turn on. And so I, I worked my way over and over to the right lane and finally I just went down that exit. I'm trying to think of the name of it. And um, as I I got there. I called Alan. Alan, this is what's happening. And he says, okay, I'm coming. He Two hours. Uh, you know, we're two, uh, host two hours away. Well, it's monsoon season. And that's a terrible time. He's to, got a load. You know, I, he can't get wet. Yeah, right. It's not It's not in a refrigerated trailer. It's on a flatbed trailer. Right. And I just assumed I'll be up there in two hours. You know, the rains come in the afternoon. I'll be okay. Well, lo and behold, now I'm stuck there. And... Um, so, and it would have been, I would have had to pay for that load yeah. had it gotten wet. And uh, I just pled with the Lord and said, Heavenly Father, somehow, you know, help me. Well, um, when the, my mechanic got there, he started working on it. His wife says to us, says, do you guys want something to drink? And so she goes to the next exit is all, and she gets something to drink. She comes back and she says, wow, it's dry here. And we said, Yeah. She says, it is pouring at that next exit. And said, um, and then so then I said, oh my gosh, you know, miraculously we didn't get poured on, but I got to do something with this load. So I call Phoenix, where the company that I was going to deliver to on uh, McDowell and uh, roughly 19th Avenue. And I told him my situation and I said, I can roll out from under the trailer. Is there any way you'll send one of your tractors and just take this load until we get it out of, make sure it doesn't get rained on? He says, you haven't got rained on? He says, we are getting <laughs> poured on here. He says, it's un- unbelievable. We're getting poured on. And he says, uh, he said, okay, we'll send a truck. And they did. They got it. So I didn't have to worry about that anymore. Well, unbeknownst to me, in the meantime, Sister I Lewis. was coming up to Phoenix with my mother and sister. They had been visiting in Ajo. So we were driving up, and we could see these rain clouds and the rain coming down. And then there's a break, and then rain coming down on this side. We thought, oh, my goodness, somebody must be praying that their wedding reception isn't, you know, <laughs> ruined. And because it was just like a big break, and then rain over here. And lo and behold, it was yeah. It was the same area. Yeah. We talked about it later. We go, oh my goodness. Because you got to your mom's house. I got and to my it mom's. was flooded up to her front yes, door. Yes, it was flooded yeah, up. Phoenix was getting a huge storm. How did we How did we not get rained on? It was the tender mercies of the Lord. I, I know that. that. Yeah, it's miraculous. <laughs> and we, like I say, we go on and on with miracle after miracle. Boy, you guys amazing. Yeah. Too in your yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about it is that we all have those tender, tender mercies. mercies. We all have those miracles. And when you look back on him, I remember Nephi, you know, he... He uh, talked about how being led beforehand, not knowing what he was going to do, yeah. uh, but he was led by the Spirit, he said. Well, I, I've come to feel now, I used to think, wow, you know, how uh, he was so in tune that he knew he was being led by the Spirit. Well, now I look back and I say, you know what? I look back on some of my experiences and I say, I was led by the Spirit. I didn't know it at the time. But I do now, right. and I think Nephi, being human, he probably did the same thing. Yeah. He was writing this many years later, and so he said, "Being led by the Spirit." So, <laughs> looking back, yeah, exactly. Looking back, looking no, back. Was, yeah. yeah. And so, let yeah. me check this one thing. Yes, oh please, please, got, please. I'm I'm worried maybe that I'm so sorry. Aren't. No, yeah. no, it's not you. I just realized that maybe our SMT classes aren't starting right. Oh, oh. yes. Do you remember to? Make it so it wasn't the waiting room for those two classes. Oh, <laughs> no, no one has to know. No one needs to know. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Let's see. Am I even on the? See, this is the problem. I have like fourteen accounts. I have. Okay. Let's see. Let me make sure I'm on the right. Okay, I'm on the right one. So calendar. Okay. Let's just make sure it's going well. It's three fifteen. 
Don't think you don't think you Yeah. They're good. They're in? Oh, they're all right. So that's good. Oh, think of this. Let's check class six. There's four classes right now. Oh, oh, so. oh, oh. Okay. You were able to look in on each one? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, we, can, we can all look in. Huh? One of the teachers right there. Okay. That's the other teacher. All right. Pretty sure they like each other. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> well, that's funny. You guys so For some reason, we keep putting them together as teachers. It's, it's kind of like The Bachelor. You just want to. You just want to <laughs> see it happen. So you just keep watching it. Here we're trying to keep them separate. Yeah. No, I just. I give them up. I said, just let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> if the Lord word. wants to stop, he'll do something yeah. about it. <laughs> it's not your place to <laughs> stop it. Yeah. What is, who am I to stop that type of stuff? <laughs> uh, so one thing that, and all, all the, that is just, the whole story is incredible. That's just an incredible we story. Feel, yeah, I'm blessed. Thank you. And uh, a couple questions. One, so you mentioned that... Um, I don't remember her name, but Esther. Yeah, yes. You, yeah. You mentioned that she. Well, you're good to remember that, Esther. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that she couldn't see her husband because it was illegal or something. Like well, that? they would have thrown him in jail because her first, the first wife is still living. Oh. Uh, you know, until she died, he's with the first wife, and until she, the first wife died, then. Um, so she just couldn't. She just couldn't live with. Them. They couldn't be right. Oh wow. They couldn't be and together. She lived in Mexico. For a while, yeah, wow. her earlier years, yeah. Uh, and that's actually where she met him, um, okay. was in Mexico. But, yeah, I, and I need to study more up on that. But, I, anyway, yeah, that's right. So the Brian Holtz, I don't know if you know Brian, Brian Holtz. Holtz. Yeah, yeah they're, they're in my neighborhood, I think, at one point. We were in pro- the same ward. Yes, and, yeah, awesome uh, people. They're from the first family, wife. Right? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they're actually cousins. Oh, so you guys are related to Yes, them. that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. Yes. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they're awesome. They are awesome. They're wonderful. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we come through that and uh, we've had, you know, I, I one um, story that I reflect on quite a bit is I remember um, I, I was forklifting this load on uh, at our business. Our business was right next to our home. And so I was forklifting a load off of the trailer on, I don't know which one, off this flatbed. And um, I was, you know, struggling financially. And we always wondered, why are we in this business still? You know? <laughs> well, and, I question it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, so I, I, I was pleading with the Lord as I was working. And I said, Heavenly Father, you know, Why? You know, why are we in this situation? Are we really supposed to keep going in this? Should I just close it down and get a job somewhere else, somehow else? And and um, anyway, and I guess my real question was, uh, you know, I was saying, why am I always in this financial situation? And the thought went through my mind, and now I know the Spirit, it was led by the Spirit, said to me, would you rather have problems with your children and I said, no, thank you. I'll take the financial problems. Wow. And um, it's not that we didn't struggle with our children. We are right. always going to because there's agency, darn agency, you know. <laughs> uh, but gratefully, and it's not over. I mean, I hope that I'm not saying something out of line here or in any way being arrogant or, you know, I, I, I pray that that's not the case. But... I can say to this point in our lives, all nine have been married in the temple. And uh, our three sons and a daughter have gone on a mission. We just absolutely adore our son-in-laws and our daughter-in-laws. We feel they have married so wonderfully. We see them now teaching our grandchildren. And there is no greater joy. Uh, And John uh, says that... that, uh, uh, that is the greatest joy is to see your children walk in truth yeah. and uh, see our grandchildren. Every home, as we just went to North Carolina, saw our son and daughter-in-law there. They just had their sixth child. And every home we go in and see them have scripture study and be a part of that. 
feel the spirit in their home. Wow. We is there any success that you would say is more rewarding than that of your family? Right. There's not. It's yeah. it's such a piece. It's wonderful. So wow. yeah. Anyway, that was real powerful to me. I did have another experience where in two thousand and six it uh it led me to say well um I, I, I guess I want to be careful, but it did lead me to um, say, make a covenant with the Lord. Oh, that's another thing. So in 1997, I approached my brother-in-law. This is co- completely different, but it's, <laughs> it, it's uh, I think, a wonderful story. Well, to us, um, my brother-in-law, unbelievable man, Clyde Pease. He was stake president in the Phoenix Stake at one time, and uh, he and my sister... Uh, who is his wife, uh, just got back from serving in Africa. <clears throat> um, he's been a patriarch, just phenomenal. I, we could go on and on about him. But I approached him because he was in construction, and I yeah. said, hey, I went to a couple of pool companies in Phoenix, and they're going to charge me an arm and a leg to come down and build a pool for us in Ajo. Is there any way you would consider doing that? And he said, let me think about it. And about a week or two later, he got back to me. He says, never done it before, but he says, I've researched it. I can do it. <laughs> and so he said, you you let me hire your two teenage sons and hire my two teenage sons for the summer. And uh, he says, and we'll, we'll do it. So they they came down and built a beautiful pool with pool house and fence, all the brick fence, and, and hired our sons and his sons. Anyway, it was a wonderful experience. But the point where I was really going with this, now you have a swimming pool with a lot of little children, and your concern is, okay, you know, what? Uh, how can we protect them? And yeah. uh, But we also, why do we build that pool? Not just for our family. We hope to open it up to the to the community, to the ward. We right. want to have activities there. And um, so we covenanted with the Lord. We said, Heavenly Father, we will keep the Sabbath day holy. We will never use a swimming pool on the Sabbath. And we will keep the Sabbath day holy. Wouldst thou please Bless us that we will not never have any um, uh, what would I say anyway accidents, accidents danger harm. Yeah. yeah harm because of this pool. Well, we had our sons over the years bring the football team over, you know, and they swam, and you know they can be pretty rough. You got basketball rooms on each side, you know, and the, and diving we board. diving board, and you got so we had, and then 2014 we have our family reunion. And so we have, um, by the way, that cluster of grapes, you know, my grandmother yeah. was promised. So my parents had 12 children. Then they have 77 right. grandchildren and now 256 great-grandchildren. And that's a cluster of grapes. Right. So <laughs> that promise was fulfilled. But so we had the reunion. We hosted it in Ajo. And we had... I don't know, a hundred people in the back in that yard, yeah. and we, in that, and not everybody was in the pool, yeah. but there was a lot. And you got these big men playing basketball, yeah, you know, and they're <laughs> slamming the basket, and they're on top of each other. And you got little kids swimming around. You got kids jumping off the diving board. We had not one accident, wow. you know. And all twenty-five years until we just sold it. Um, we, I guess we had a grandson that did a backflip off, and he did hit his head on the back there, and so it had brought some blood. But, you know, very, very minor. We never had any drownings or even, you know, anything close to that. And we feel confident that the Lord honored that covenant. Yeah. And we did everything we could. And even when we had renters, because we had another uh, situation where we, uh, the Lord just put in our laps. Uh, we came home from Phoenix one Sunday evening. We'd been up here for a baby blessing or something of one of my siblings. We still had a lot of children at home or some children at home. And uh, we come into the house and just as we got into our house, this couple that was members of the ward, he was young men's president. And um, I think she was primary president. They come over to visit. Well, our the two wives are visiting. They go off in the house to visit about something. And this brother said to me, uh, he says, hey, he said, um, you know, you're from Ajo. He says, do you know of any homes where they have at least four bathrooms, three, uh, four bedrooms, three bathrooms? 
and um, you know, he gave some requirements, and the spirit worked on me, and I immediately said, "Yes, I do." I said, "Our home," and because we were in such financial straits at that time. And he says, well, here's a phone number. He says, I was at Young Men's on Wednesday night. I was the only one in the building. I was about to walk out. The phone rings in the hallway. I don't, we had a phone in the hallway in the Ajo Ward building. And he said, and so I ran to get it. And he says, it was this guy that's a member of the church, he and his wife. And um, they're Border Patrol. And they said that um, they're looking for a place. But it's the Border Patrol will pay for it if it has these, you know, uh, what am I trying to say, qualifications. And uh, so you can call them if you want. So I called, and I said, you know, it was uh, $1,500 rent, which back then was quite a bit. Yeah. And I said, well, that's awesome, you know. And, and I said, well, oh, does that include utilities or not? And the guy on the other end of the phone said, I'll check. He calls me back later, and he says, if you'll include utilities, it's $2,200 a month. And I said, done. And so we moved into a little shack, the on one the, that was on our property. Yes, our, our it was other. really like a shack then. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, from, built and had to be around 1900, 1920, something like that. Yeah. Very run down. But to save us financially, we moved into that home, while which was just on the opposite side of the business. So we were still right next door. But uh, they moved in, and we rented that home for three and a half years. And that saved us financially. Wow. And um, we, uh, anyway... So it was right around that time that I began, I told the Lord, I said, Heavenly Father, I will covenant with thee, and I feel silly sometimes saying this, because we covenant in the, Lord, in the temple anyway to do these things, but I guess it was more of a specific covenant. I said, I will do anything that thou wouldst have me do, would thou please somehow, some way bless us, financially, and I will, uh, as a token of this covenant, I will fast weekly. And um, so from that time on, I've fasted every week, every, at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, it's, the Lord has blessed us over and over. Well, he tested me too, because then it was uh, about six months after that, that was October of 2006, so March of 2007, I, um, we come to Maricopa, and uh, we were in the Buckeye Steak at the time, by the way, and do you need to get that? You're, no, it's all good. You okay? Yeah, okay. I just hang up on her. She calls me a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was 2007 and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. no problem. Yeah, we're no worries. 29 minutes here. Probably. Yeah, overdone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do have one question. Though. Yeah. I'll yeah. Have to ask. Yeah. Once this gets going. Okay. Down. Um. That one was just split into two automatically. Oh. Large. Good. Um. Okay. We're starting again. So, one question, because I think one, one thing that I've thought of as you've shared these experiences and any stories is I. I think a lot of people struggle, and and what, what kind of spurred my thought on this was when you talked about feeling wanting to maybe move from Ajo to mm. Phoenix or Maricopa or somewhere else, yeah. and then just not feeling like it was the right time or the right answer or the right whatever right. it was, just didn't feel right. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, where you know their circumstances, they'd like to change something, or mm-hmm. it's kind of it's a difficult time in their life, or there's you know whatever it may be, right? They it's it's they're going through a trial and what type of advice would you give to people who are trying to either make decisions or are struggling and yeah. feel like they're in a tough spot and don't know what to do like what what would be your advice to give give them because i think you guys have and, and i think some of it you've already talked in, about different points but i i just think you guys Mine have a great testimony of that because of I need to be more patient. You know, I want to, okay, I'm feeling like this, this, this. I want to get out of here. Let's find a home, da, 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 da. Instead of waiting upon the Lord. You know, it may not be the right timing, but I'm such a mover and a shaker. I just want to, you know, (laughs) go. And and he was good to kind of settle me down. Well, let's pray about it more and think about it. And it just didn't gel, did it? Mm. And but it works both ways because um, there's times that 
she was right in saying we need to change things, you know, and so we did. And and I look back and say, oh, I'm so glad I listened to her. Um, I do believe if you're going to the temple, you're having personal prayer morning and night, you're having scripture study, you're keeping your covenants, your family, uh, prayer. family prayer, family scripture study, you're doing everything you can. I just believe somehow, some way, the Lord will lead you right. You may make a wrong decision. He will make it right somehow. I really believe that because you're doing everything you can, and he understands that. He knows your heart. So I, I would just say go forward with faith with in the Lord Jesus Christ with the best decision that you feel and if it's not right, the Lord either makes it right or he'll turn you and turn you another way. But we've seen that over and over. It's a great question, Elder yeah. McCurdy. Thank you for asking it. But the Lord has been so kind to us. and uh, We thought we were going to have to, you know, do the bankruptcy thing and went to a an attorney. an attorney. And when we got out of there, we thought, why would we do this? We yeah. want to pay everybody back anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. We just, we said, okay, we'll just do it. The Lord will bless us. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> he opened the doors and, you know, with it we was years, but yeah. we were able to pay everybody off and, and not have to declare bankruptcy. So, yeah, the Lord wow. just led us. Sounds it may not be the right thing for everyone, but for us, it yeah. was. Yeah. Right. And everyone has to find their own path, but yeah. but if you stay close to the Lord, that's what really... Mm-hmm. really makes the big difference that's the like. key yep stay close to the lord yeah like the prophet said get on the covenant path and stay there enjoy the experience the joy of repenting daily learn about god and how he works and seek and expect miracles yeah and then he says and strive to um stri- uh, what is it strive to end conflict yeah. in your life those are well and you things. always said you know all this financial trouble we've had Puts me on my knees, and if yeah. anything else is worth it, that's it. Know, was that's yeah, it, it right. did. It put us on our knees and caused us to fast and pray and make sure we're full tithe payers and do we pay a general fat a, a generous fast offering? All those types of things. Um, then then I could go to the Lord with confidence, and and I did. I I one time fell on my knees in that little shack that we lived in. You know, I remember she was gone for a week, and I um, was exhausted, came home from delivering in a truck run, and I went um, into that little shack, and I just fell on my knees, and I begged the Lord, and I said, Heavenly Father, you know, why, you know, what do we do? Am I, are we supposed to stay here? You know, if not, you know, we'll do whatever, but, you know, please open some doors. And I begged for a sign that if um, if it was right that we stay there, then please give me a sign. I I know wicked men ask for signs, but there are examples in the scriptures of where righteous men ask for signs. And uh, I said, I'm going to start a fast right now. Um, This was on a Tuesday evening. And I said, um, you know, if thou would please bless me with a sign, just so I know that it is, um, that we're on the right track, that we're okay. And so um, I started a fast. I um, showered, go to bed. I woke up early in the morning, had my scripture study, and uh, it was wonderful. I mean, I felt the Spirit of the Lord. I felt peace. And um, then about 7 o'clock, which isn't early, but uh, early for somebody to call on the phone. Usually right. they wait till 8 o'clock. But somebody called. And so, and I knew who it was, and we chit-chat a little bit, and I thought, oh, this is interesting, you know, wonder what's happening, you know. And then finally, this um, person on the end, other end of the phone, um, he says, you know, he says, the real reason I called, he says, I got up this morning, and he said, um, I, I had my scripture study, and I felt the strongest impression to call you, and I want to send you $10,000. And I, I, you know, what do you do? I, I just weep, you know, because I knew that was exactly what I had asked for. It didn't get us out of the 
the financial debt we were in. But it was the sign I asked that we're on the right track. It's okay. You just stay stay in there. I'm with you. And um, the Lord just, oh, and that wasn't the first time. <laughs> uh, that was maybe, I, anyway, we've had a lot of times. But I just know the Lord has blessed us, oh, and he's blessed all of it. It's not just us. You know, I, I, boy, that would be arrogant. Yeah, go, please go no, ahead. Okay. Yeah. I'll call uh, back. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. But, I, yeah, I, it, I do not in any way want to be arrogant. We all are blessed with those miracles, and we just want to recognize them so we give as much thanks as we can. Absolutely. And to people like that, and there have been many of them actually that have blessed and called us, the Lord has blessed us through them, I tell them, I do not know how I can ever thank you enough. All I can do is I promise, I remember one man, I told him, I will fast, and I had already covenanted with the Lord that I would fast, but my fast every week for a year will be dedicated that somehow, some way, the Lord will bless you and repay you because I can't. And so he'll repay you. Um, and yeah, it was uh, in that same year that he had another man call and says, I feel prompted to give you 5000 or something. Then he says, no, my wife wants to give 10000 Yeah. And then he did it another time. <sighs> and it was like, oh, wow, how I, do you ever... I kind of facetiously say I've earned more money fasting and praying than I have working, you know. <laughs> but the Lord just has, has been so kind through people, through wonderful people no. who are so generous, you know. And uh, never, I could never repay them. Had a a man who had a pool company, you know, and I, I, our pool was starting to get pretty run down. We were going to have this uh, family reunion. And I said, hey, would you mind, you know, looking at the pool? He had to come all the way down from the valley and look at it. And he did it so kindly. And and I said, please give me a bill, you know. And he started, uh, you know, working on it. And, and then I said, hey, should, can I pay you some now, you know, and you just keep it. Because I didn't want to have a huge chunk at the end, you know. And um, he never gave me a bill, never gave finally. He ne- finally, I just sent something to him, hoping it wasn't a slap in the face, you know, that I could, um, uh, at least so he knows that, hey, I, I don't expect this for free. He sent it back cut up and said, no, it, you know, I won't bill you for this. Mm-hmm. And he literally did thousands of dollars of work, you know, for us so that we could have for our family, for the ward, for the community, for our family reunion, you know. Anyway, so we just feel we're indebted to everybody. We're indebted to the Lord. And all we can do is say, we'll do our best to serve, you know, to try somehow to to repay. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I mean, this has just been my my view of, you know, a relationship with your Heavenly Father and, and, and you know, communication with Him has been brought in from us. Thank you. Talking and sharing these experiences. So, thank you so much. I, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you. It's fun to drink some Sprite and well, yeah. have some conversation. <laughs> we're honored. <laughs> we're honored you would even ask us. We so, love you, Elder McCurdy. Oh, thank thank you, you for what you have done. Yeah, you're. Your story is oh, wonderful. You yeah. <laughs> oh. You better interview. Yeah, yeah. We feel we feel honored. We know you. So. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank yeah, you. Really. Appreciate it. So, but. Yeah, well, I guess we'll, we'll kind of wrap things up and, okay. and call it good. So thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah, that was a lot of fun.